Welcome to the Freedom From Waste podcast. Today we're joined with Ray Barnes, who is our shop manager and has basically done everything possible at Freedom Waste over the past three years. Thanks for joining us today, Ray. Um, we're going to get started. There's so much to actually talk about with you. We'll probably have to cover it in a couple of podcasts. Uh, but I want to start by just asking you a few questions. Uh, first one is, how did you become an employee of Freedom Waste? Um, I was just, I was working at a farm and it's seasonal work. And a buddy of mine said I should stop in here and apply for a job. And he told me I had to try out. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's pretty crazy. So I tried out for a day, got hired that afternoon. Yep. So Yeah, I remember that day. About three years ago. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's when the main office was actually up in the, uh, now what is the sticker room. Right, and we were uh, running in pickups. Yeah. yeah, we had some. That was right when we took over. Backwoods. Backwoods Sanitation. Yeah. 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 yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy time period. That's for sure. So in the three years, um, I mean, from starting there, what do you do here now? Let's tell everybody. Um, I started as just throwing trash on the back of a truck, and now I'm a shop manager here. Um, I make stickers. I do uh, for the dumpsters, right? For the dumpsters, we cut our own dumpsters. Stickers. uh, They say need a dumpster, or they have our company name and phone number on them, and we're going to start doing some uh, recycling stickers. Um, so we can get some of our dumpsters out there for recycling cardboard and whatnot and get the name for Freedom From Waste out there. Yep. Uh, so not only stickers, the shop manager, you also keep up all the maintenance on all the trucks. You yeah. do it, I schedule service it. Truck, I service all the trucks. I order the tires. I change the tires, grease, do uh, parts inventory, uh, maintenance records, just everything involved with the trucks, uh, keep them on the road. So Yeah. And you do a great job at, at all of, at, at all of that. <laughs> busy, definitely. busy. Yeah. yeah so. And, and, um, another project that basic, that, that you're the leader of, you started that mm-hmm. is one of the number one things we have for attention is the hub. And that's something that people talk about a lot is the hub and the free store. Um, and that was you, you know, <laughs> yeah. still is you. So right. walk us, walk us through that. Well, the hub's been uh, open for about a year now. It started off a blank, uh, coat and blanket drive for the homeless in St. Louis. Um, and we had such a huge response that we were started by just putting stuff in totes um, by men's, women's, children's. And our goal was just to take them out to don't to take them to people that had need. But there was such an explosion and such of a lack of local need far as far as people being homeless on the street. Not and we, but we knew that there was a local need far as people that couldn't afford uh, clothing or household items, and it just kind of exploded from there. This year, I think we helped over ten thousand people. Um, we give everything away for free, and we are totally donation and voluntarily run. And Freedom Waste donates the space. Yeah. So. What uh, what kind of motivated you to want to do that? I mean, because, you know, you brought that idea up like, hey, let's there's this community that we help. Can we do this and, well, and offer? Well, I our mean, help? not not everybody's got a dollar or a quarter to get a T-shirt or um, people go to Goodwill with vouchers and such. And if they have the wrong color sticker or wrong color barb on them, they can't get them. It's not covered in their voucher. Um 
and just to divert things from the trash as for the couple of year and a half I was on the back of a truck, I seen so many clothes go to the landfill. And that's just crazy. Um, we're such a throwaway society. And that, that was at the same time that you were also like, so you would work during the day on the back of the trucks and throw away all this stuff. Right. And then on the uh, evenings you were doing with a homeless shelter here. Uh, yeah, I do. And then, homeless and then- shelter in Bonterre. I've been there for um, going on five years. Every Wednesday night we go there, we do Bible studies. We uh, go there on Sundays. We pick up people, take them to church, um, try to build them up. It's not so much as a shelter anymore. It's turning into more of a transitional housing where we try to get them to be self-sufficient, get them a job, get them moving forward, and not just a place where they can come, crash, eat, and do whatever. So it's really pretty incredible. Yeah, so, you know, kind of, if I remember right, you know, kind of the working with them and then seeing the stuff in the trash, kind of, hold on a second, what are we doing here? We can really do something great, and we have. Um, And I, we used to go, I haven't gone too much this year, been so busy that we were going to St. Louis and working the streets up there, bringing clothes up there to, um, because there was people uh, sleeping on the sidewalks. Right. Um, People sleeping at the bus station that's closed down and here they are just piled underneath blankets. And here I see all this stuff going in the trash that people can use, you know what I mean? And they're so thankful, you know, even here at the hub, we, I don't get as much interaction as I'd like cause I got to work, but um, the people I do talk to, they're so thankful for the service that we provide. Um, you hear stories about how, and we just did a Christmas toy, toy drive yep. where we did 50 families um, food and toys for their families and people just are they're so grateful to be able to have it you know and the toys were gently used hardly any of them were new and they didn't even care about that all they cared about was that their kids were going to open something right something right. yeah a couple of toys a piece couple you know. toys some food um, we um, I think we bought like $500 worth of food and passed that out to whoever was in need um, some of the some of the people that came in needed, had older people on their list. You know, they're, so they're a big family. They have older teenagers and we didn't have the stuff to really give them. So we gave them more food boxes, uh, fruit baskets and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I went to, uh, with Ashley and, and we bought, you know, all that fruit one morning and, and was able to divvy it up and, and make all those. And we were able to, you know, help a lot of people. Um, you know, here locally. And that was great. You know, that's yeah. what me and Ashley just got done um, actually talking about uh, just before, you know, you came in here. Right. Um, one of the things I want to bring up, because I, I think this is a, an amazing story, was the tent city that we helped out in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, I went up there once with you, but I know you went up a couple other times. Mm-hmm. And we made... I mean, we did so much with, with that one group of people. We went from taking them up supplies, uh, blankets and clothes and things like that. And then we took um, rocket stoves. Rocket stoves. We've taken shingles. We've taken tar paper. We've taken insulation. Yeah, now they did constructions. Can, now can, they've got oh, can shacks. You, yeah, tell the story about the construction, kind of how that pieced together. Well, I mean, in St. Louis, you have a lot of people up there. It's a big place. Um, you have... Um, Sheds for the Homeless is an organization up there. Feed My Peeps is another one. Um, 
they actually prefab the walls and brought them in on on flatbeds. And the guys got out there with their skidsters, flattened it out, brought them back there, um, and working with the people that's going to be living in them. They built them a community kitchen. Um, somebody donated a, um, a wood stove that had flat top for them to be able to cook on. Um, and then we brought up the construction stuff to kind of help them out, fish them off with some shingles and some tar paper to seal them in, to keep them dry. Because the wood was, you know, it wouldn't, it would leak. Um, we've had some tarps come in off of like uh, semis where they would tarp their loads. Um, those are big heavy duty tarps and we we're using them to, to throw over the top too. It was just, it's really incredible. I think there's about, sadly, there's 18, 20 people up there now with, living in the it's a uh shed community you know shack mm -hmm. community but it's not they're not sleeping on the ground you know and and we have actually had um three or four people move out of there lately that's got their own apartments they've got jobs now and the problem with um the whole homeless community is that there's so much drug addiction and mental illness that they can't complete the cycle to say for mental illness, they have to be evaluated. They have to, there's steps and procedures they have to go through, but if there's nowhere to get your mail and if you don't have a ride to get there, how are you supposed to, how are they supposed to actually get off the street? Right. You know? So it's just blessing. And if you ever get a chance, go back up there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I know that was something that was very eye opening. was talking with them about, a lot of them had nothing. Like I remember the one lady that we met and she didn't have her birth certificate. She had no ID. She had nothing. Um, and didn't know her social security number, you know, and she's like, I can work, you know, and, but, but how, right. You know, how yeah. is she going to go get a job somewhere without any of this stuff? And to get a copy of your birth certificate, you have to show IDs and you have to travel around and do all this yeah. crazy stuff. And it, it was basically just, can't get to step one and that's preventing and it two holds and them three. down yep. they get they get so beat down feeling that there's nowhere to turn how do i get it done with i mean it's just sad i mean actually i brought my laptop back up there to do it for her you know get online order get some stuff moving for her, but she had moved on you know and that's that's the the society that they live on they move around a lot you know and it's a throwaway society um there's nowhere to wash your clothes that's why the clothes drive is so was so good up there for us to do, is because it's a throwaway society. They get dirty, they throw it away. I mean, they can't afford to buy propane or and bottled water. They ain't gonna go to the laundromat, <laughs> you know. Right. So sadly, on that they wear them till they're filthy or holes or whatever, and they pitch them, you know. And actually, we were able to, um, with your help, we were able to get them trash service for a while up there, so they weren't living, which helped, and still is helping keep that little community be able to be there because when it gets all trash and there's garbage everywhere, they're going to come in they're going to shut you down. They're going to chase you out of there. Yeah. You know, so yeah, luckily I had some uh, friends up there that I right. knew and they were just a few minutes away. So they were able to add them to their routes. Right. Um, and I don't know if that's still going on or not. I haven't talked with that company in a while, but, but they actually, you know, in communities like that, they, they have a, like your own little government type setup where somebody is in charge because otherwise there's chaos. You know, you got people, getting high or, or getting drunk and wanting to fight and all that. So, so they got little governors, they call them, that run the little communities all over from um, abandoned buildings to the shed community. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember um, Sam, I think you Sam, shared that Sam with me. Sam and Cassandra, they're the ones that actually 
they got their own place now. They That's got an great. apartment. They're doing well. See them on Facebook all the time. That's really so cool. It's awesome. She got her hearing aids, so she can hear now. She's working, you know, and, and he's working. So it's really cool to see. Sam yeah. sent us a video after you took the shingles up, mm-hmm. and when I first, when we first went up there, and we took um, just a truck bed full of clothes and some food. Um, yeah, we did and, a couple hundred hot dogs that day too. Yeah, I that's think. right. That's right. Yeah, we served hot dogs to everybody and stuff. Um, but yeah, Sam really stuck out to me as, as you know, really a capable uh, person that you know, given the right opportunities, could um, get off of you know, get off of the streets. And and I, it was a little bit of time after that, after the construction materials were donated and things. And you know, when I I seen Sam's house and it was a tent, you know, mm-hmm. and then we got that video and he shared it to us on Facebook messenger and he was putting, he was, he was nailing the shingles right. to the roof mm-hmm. of the shed, you know, that everything got donated and we donated the shingles. And as he's nailing the shingles to his new house, you know, uh, in wintertime <clears throat> up, upgrade from his tent, he sent us a video, you know, thanking him. And that was really one of the most touching, uh, things right. that's ever and happened. The amazing thing is how we got the shingles come from our shingling recycling center. Yeah. Um, when we were over there, when we could work over there, there's constantly um, roofers just throwing bundles. bundles and They're brand bundles. new. They've never been right. used. Never been used. Still in the plastic. Same with the tar paper. They ordered too much. And yeah. on the next job. They don't they, need the same color or yep. they're moving around a lot. So they can't take them with them. So they just throw them in the trash. And what we were doing, we were pulling them out so we can get them. And I don't think we have any left. No, we sold them wraps, all. So. Yeah, we got we got rid of all of them, donated them, um, yeah. you know, to people's projects. We did. I know we donated some to a church that got damaged and didn't have any insurance. Uh, we did some to Tent City and some other things like that. So, yeah. yeah, that was a great resource. Again, that we're showing things that people throw away that are perfectly valuable to somebody else, yeah. and then we're, we're able to put a roof over somebody's head that didn't even have a roof. And actually, a couple of weeks ago, it was really cool. Is that I seen somebody made a pathway out of shingles. Oh, that's cool. They probably did re-roofed, re, uh, put mm-hmm. more sh- new shingles on theirs, and took them off. And they had pathways around there. They had raised gardens in their yard, and they had pathways made out of shingles. It was really cool. Keep the weeds down. They don't wear out. Right. You know, well, it's so, asphalt. It's no right. different than an asphalt walkway <laughs> yeah. or an asphalt so, road. And it was it was nice to see somebody upcycle it instead of put it into <clears> the <throat> landfill where it's going to take forever to, to decompose. Exactly. Well, it's just wasted oil right. and, and wasted materials that we have there. Um, all right. So Ray recently, uh, you've actually been, been back out on a truck. Um, Mm -hmm. and you spent some time out there before and it's always, we always get to share stories, you know, in house and within the trash industry of just about how different this job is than what most people think. Uh, some of the crazy things that we see and get to experience by traveling, you know, a hundred miles a day and stopping at hundreds and hundreds of people's houses, uh, and seeing what everybody buys and throws away. I I would like to hear some of, some of the stories you've had in, in the working here. I've, I've had, um, people stop me saying they're being chased at four o'clock in the morning and I'm looking around and I'm like, I don't see nobody. (laughs) You know, I mean, I don't know. Can you stop and wait for police? All right, I'll stand here and wait with you, but I don't see nobody. I mean, I'm not going to discredit what she says. Or you get a deer head in the trash can. Um, I've had where uh, somebody put their trash can underneath the gutter. Filled a 90-gallon trash can full of water. Mm-hmm. Those weigh five, 600 pounds? Yeah, yeah. couldn't move it. 
<laughs> I had to get a knife and actually puncture holes into the trash can to drain the water out before I could actually move it and get it to the truck and get it dumped. Yeah. So, I mean, the trash can's fine, but it was, it's just, people don't think, <laughs> I mean, people put whole burn barrels in our toters to lift them into the truck and we can't be done. You know, what's just, the what's the problem with burn barrels, Ray? Uh, well, they catch the truck on fire for one. <laughs> if they're not out, you know, we don't so don't put uh, hot ash in our truck. Yeah, we've so had twice this summer. We've had to go to the dump and unload our truck and see, just inspect it whether it was a, a old burn barrel that was out but still smells hot, and then the soot and dust and coming out the top. You just can't risk it. Right, you know, we need the trucks every day, so for an yep. hour. Yeah, we've had this. Yeah, twice right. that the truck has actually had smoke coming out of right. it, uh, where it was on fire. One time we were actually about to leave for the day and and noticed it on the way out. Yep. So backpack it and and yeah. down to the dump we go. Yeah, cut so. off the cut off the air supply to the fire. <laughs> yeah. get it to get it to the dump, <laughs> and uh, we called ahead. Yeah. They had the fire hoses ready and the floor cleaned, and we were able to to. Um, you know, dump, dump, dump the truck, spread it out and find the hot spot uh, or the hot load, you know, as they're called. And, and then uh, let that set overnight, you know, soak it down with a bunch of water and let it set overnight. Yeah, they and, took care of it in the morning. Yep. yep. Just trash industry, you know, they uh, we find a lot of stuff. I mean, trash men are pack rats, man. <laughs> have you have you have you tell us some of the things you found that are valuable or that you've kept? Uh, I found stamp collections from the 1900s, uh, like 1908, a whole two books full. Um, I found brand new toaster ovens. I found we find lawn chairs all the time. The canvas back ones folded up. They're perfectly good. We just, I throw them in the truck, bring them back. You know, mm-hmm. um, just. All kinds of new stuff. We find TVs at work. You know, a lot of times we can't. If we had a pickup truck to follow around the trash truck, it'd come back full every day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you you ask a trash man, you tell him what you need. By the end of the week, you'll have it. You know, well, that's like, what that's what we did with this lamp right, right here. That was right. that's Filing for the next. cabinets, whatever. Oh, you need okay. Next thing you know, you got a call. Hey, I got you a filing cabinet or or whatever the need be, may be. Uh, office chairs. I mean, for the longest time. You know, we we were using office chairs out of the trash. Yeah, I think we've yeah. only bought three office chairs, and there's right. at least a thousand here. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's we chairs use them everywhere. Roll them around in the shop. Big wheels, kids' bikes. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. You know, toys. Um, walk us through the customer interaction of like some of the customer interactions that you've had with you know being on the truck. Uh, I. You know, there's a couple of customers that look forward to seeing me and when I'm not on the truck, they see me, especially when I got off the truck and started working in the shop, they're like, man, what, you don't pick up my trash no more. I'm like, yeah, you know, or then they'll see me back on the truck. What are you doing back on the truck? I say, you know, when they need me, I got to do what I got to do. Um, but just people are real, just to take the time and talk to them for a couple of minutes, you know, just, hey, how's doing? Your trucks are nice. Show them the trucks, see how they work. Kids. Kids on the route love a trash truck. You know, we try to, I move them over behind the truck where they're not going to get hit by nothing and watch the truck. So watch the truck eat the trash. Here it goes. They're, they're amazed at the trash can and being lifted up and going in and the blade running down and sweeping it up into the truck. Kids are just amazed with trash trucks. You yeah. Know? Every one of them. Yeah. Isaac, yeah. I mean, Isaac builds this 
stuff out of cardboard, builds his trash trucks out of cardboard, made his bike into a trash truck. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the kid's a trash enthusiast. <laughs> he is. And there's, and there's a lot more out there that, you know, want to take pictures or even give you guys gifts. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's another thing. We're right here the week of Christmas. Uh, this is a good week. Uh, and next week, to be back on the truck. <laughs> so explain why this is a good week. This why is, good. is this a good week to be on First, trash man? For, you know, a lot of people are thankful for what we do. They leave us gift cards or uh, today I got some uh, peanut brittle and uh, scratch off. I won four bucks. Hey. So there's lunch, you know. Right. Um, it's nice to see that people appreciate what you do. You know, we're out there. We're like the postman. Rain or shine, snow. We're out there in it, you know, especially me. Right. <laughs> Hanging on the back of the truck. If it's, if it's downpouring, I'm still out there working. It doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's miserable for a first hour or so, but then you just get wet Hello. and used to it <laughs> and just, just get the trash off the street as quick as you can. You know, that's my thing. I hustle, um, because you never know what's going to happen. You never know when a trash truck's going to break down and you're going to have to go do another route, mm-hmm. you know? So, well, and that's one of the things that we, uh, you, you usually, when we hire somebody new as a new thrower or something, and a lot of times these are, you know, uh, <coughs> 19 to early 20-year-old, you know, guys that are yeah. absolutely full of confidence that they will be able to uh, <laughs> do this job job. faster than anybody else, yeah. and you get out there and, and you just you just smoke them. Just, you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have a hard time keeping up with me, you know. I mean, it's just, I hustle, and, yeah. that's, and that's when I'm training, that's why I hustle. This is what needs to be done. You need to hustle, move, you know, we're trying to get the trash off the street. You know, like I said, we never know when a trash truck's going to break down and they laugh at me because I'm like, okay, go out there in a pickup and see how you like that. Cause they'll complain about the truck, something not working perfectly on the truck. I'm like, okay, we'll get the trailer and go hook it up to the pickup. And okay. Back in the donkey and cart days. Uh, yeah, it is. But you didn't have to do it. So yeah. Now that we have five, we have eight trucks now, you yeah. know, so they laugh, but yeah, yeah. Now that we have eight rear or seven rear loaders and the roll off, and they're all brand new. Our oldest truck is what the, 2014. What, yeah, the is little the, seven. Little, and that one's not even used right. that much anymore. No, it's you know, more so, of a shuttle, more of so, a shuttle truck. Yeah, so that's like a backup. And then the second oldest one is two and a half years old now. Yeah, the 15, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a 2015. That's the oldest one that we actually yeah. use. Um, and it wasn't in 2015. We were still using a pickup truck and trailer when the one truck got wrecked. and Right, when and the seven yard went over. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, hey, my backup camera ain't working. Well, we didn't used to have backup cameras. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you guys are spoiled. Right. So I've never drove a truck with a backup camera myself. Right. When I run routes or, you know, did that kind of stuff. It, I, I don't, camera. I don't use them really when I'm backing into dumpsters in the lot to move them around or not. I'm used to using the mirrors. I, <laughs> I still do it. You right. Know, so it's all right though. Um, I know that we barely scratched the surface with the interesting things that you had to talk about your time here at, at freedom waste and some of the projects that we're working on with freedom from waste in the hub. Um, but to wrap this up, do you have anything else that you'd like to kind of get out there? Uh, I just can't wait to see the, the recycling take off and, and see how we uh, upcycle some of the plastics that we're going to to be getting and try to make it into something instead of, you know, getting it ground up or whatever we got to do. It's going to be interesting See see where freedom from waste goes. Yeah, 18 should be a, uh, a big year with some of the goals that we have of, you know, expanding our curbside recycling, mm-hmm. um, continuous, uh, continuing with the hub. Uh, edible food diversion, diversion should right. actually uh, finally be able to take off next year. That would be cool. Um, 
So we have the cafeteria and things like that now that we can use. Um, so now it's just putting those pieces together and then, yeah, follow the precious plastics model. So if anybody's out there and they haven't heard of precious plastics or you haven't looked into it, um, you can just do a simple search for precious plastics. They have a great model that we plan on following and getting some stuff built. Yeah, they make some cool stuff, uh, handhelds for climbing walls and rings and all kinds of stuff just out of recycled plastics. It's yeah. going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Looking like forward to it. 18 should be a great year. Yeah, busy. Er. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you so much for all that you do, Ray, all and right. uh, for the conversation. Yeah, hey, I, I enjoy it. Thank you. All right.